Hey, ass butt. Hey y'all, Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> We're still together. We are. Yes, in the in the room. <clears throat> I mean, okay, we've done this before. All right. <laughs> we have. We have. <laughs> so many times. Okay, today we are talking about season 11, episode 1 called Out of the Darkness Into the Fire. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um I very much remembered this episode actually. I, I did remember this yeah. one, surprisingly. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe this is where, like, maybe just from season, like, 7 to 10 was kind of like a... Who knows what I happens when. I don't remember, yeah. you know, and then, like, maybe from now on I'll actually, like, remember things. Because yeah. I've seen it somewhat more recently. Like, right. Yeah, that makes I, sense. Yeah, I remember, like, you know, what who the big bad is or what the big bad is for every season now. Yeah. Mostly. And, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so we start out with Dean standing in the darkness cloud that was sort of spreading at the end of the last episode. (laughs) That's right. Ooh, a foul wind blows. (laughs) I've talked about that hiking Mm -hmm. before, right? Yep. yep. Um, Okay, so he looks around in his darkness cloud and sees a woman standing in front of him. He kind of shouts to her, hey, the hell's going on? Uh, we cut to Sam, who is unconscious, surprise, in baby. <laughs> Not really, though. Let's no, real. no. It's yeah. just his natural state, I think. Yeah. Now. Um, the car horn is, like, blaring. Sam comes to and looks around. He has himself a little memory of the darkness cloud rolling towards the car. <laughs> In the memory. Little remembrance. I know. Dean is like, hold on. And then the darkness overtakes the car, and Dean is suddenly not there anymore. Sam yells. Sucked him right out of the Yeah, bay. right? <laughs> <laughs> Sam yells, Dean. Dean. <laughs> Back in real time, uh, Sam. Oh, okay. And then in real time, Sam yells, Dean. Okay. <laughs> we, cu- we cut to a field of flowers. We see Dean is now unconscious on the ground. Uh, Sam comes walking up the hill and sees him. He hurries over and yells, hey, hey. Dean wakes up. And then Sam says, you okay? Dean says, yeah. Where's the car? Like, that's the most important question to him. Oh, my God. Where's baby? Yeah. Of all the things that just happened. I'm going to freak out. What's going on with the car? Yeah. All right. Sam says, it's about a mile away. Dean says, what? Sam says, seriously? The the darkness hit. You disappeared. You remember none of this? Dean thinks back to the darkness cloud. <laughs> in his memory, he's in baby with Sam as the darkness cloud is approaching. 
Dean yells, hold on! The evil fog, if that's, you will. That's right. <laughs> then Dean sees the woman uh, from the darkness right outside the car, and then suddenly he's standing in front of her. Uh, back in real time, Dean says to Sam, she saved me. Sam says, what? Who? Dean says, the darkness. And then we get our opening title sequence. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why you think she saved you. That doesn't really make sense to me. Like, yeah. you still... You sa- for saved you from what? Being unconscious and baby like Sam? That's not real. You still got unconscious, yeah, dude. Yeah, I never really understood that. Like, this I know we'll have more flashes to them in this cloud, I think. I think, I'm pretty so sure, So maybe yeah. they have more words that explains what that means. There I don't know. are, but also at the same time, I still never got it. Yeah. You know, like, it didn't. I'm hoping it gets explained later, because, yeah, it seems weird. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So we cut to a short time later. Sam and Dean are almost back to baby. Sam says, wait a second. What do you mean she saved you? (laughs) Well, here we go. Okay. (laughs) Dean says, you were there. When the storm hit, everything went dark. Sam says, yeah, but you just disappeared from the car. Dean says, (laughs) I (laughs) Dean says, I don't even remember that. Sam says, well, I don't remember some woman pulling you out. Dean says, well, what do you want me to say? Okay, I was in the car, and then I wasn't in the car. I was in the field, and she was there. (laughs) Ooh la la. (laughs) (laughs) Sam says, and she told you she was the darkness. Dean says, no, she was wearing a name tag. What do you think? She thanked me. Sam says, for what? Dean says, setting her free. And you don't think that's suspicious at all. Sam says, you didn't set her free. I set her free. (laughs) (laughs) Dean says, does it matter? I mean, yeah, you said the spell, but I had the mark, so lock and key. I like that they're fighting over. Oh, jeez. Okay. He would be the key. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyway. (laughs) Sam says, so what? Now she feels indebted to you or something? Dean says, I don't know. She's a darkness. Does she feel anything? Sam says, and that's all she said? Thanks? Dean says, yeah. She was weird. But she had this energy about her. This this focus. But yeah, not a talker. <laughs> Sam says, so we know Jack. Dean says, well, we know what she looks like. And we know that she's evil. The question is, what does she know? I mean, she's been locked away since the beginning of time. Does she even know what a cheeseburger is? God, that's your first question. Mm-hmm. Out of all the things that you could be asking right now, that is what you are most concerned about is if somebody has experienced a cheeseburger. That's right. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Dean says, all I know is that we set her free and we're going to put her back in no matter what it takes. Then Dean gets some baby, uh, which still has a tire stuck down in a pothole. <laughs> Dean looks back at the tire and says, what the? Just going to let me get in my car? Sam says, you were on a roll. <laughs> also, what was I supposed to do? Like, I yeah, know. here, let me just, like, you know, I don't know. Yep. So we cut to a shed on someone's farmland. Cass is hiding inside, remembering his last moments uh, with Crowley. Uh, in the memory, he's in the brewery. Cass comes at him. Wait, no. That doesn't make sense. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry. He's in the brewery. <laughs> He's in the abandoned brewery, and Cass comes at Cass. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is going really ah! Cass comes at Crowley with his angel blade out. Uh, Crowley says, don't, please. 
Cass tries to get him, but Crowley blocks the blow and says, uh, you think you can kill me? Uh, but Cass knocks Crowley onto the ground and stabs him in the back with the angel blade. So uh, we cut to real time outside the shed. Sorry, my notes are all fucked up here. I'm just making shit up, I think. You're good. Yeah, that's, that's what we've come to. <laughs> um, outside the shed, uh, a short distance away, a hunter and two kids check out a dead dog on the property. So they split up uh, to search all the buildings. We see the memory again, but this time we see that Crowley, um, burr, 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 burr. okay, we see that Crowley demon smokes out of his meat suit and escapes down like a floor vent next to him. Then we cut to real time with Cass in the shed. Cass says, no, he's alive. I love that Cass is like so upset that he might have killed Crowley and he's like, oh, thank God, like. He, I didn't kill him. That was surprising <laughs> to me because he's never really shown any kind of that for Crowley before. I wonder if it's simply that he was compelled to do it by Romina's magic yeah, and that just pissed him I off. I think it was like he was afraid of losing control. Yeah. You know, like, I think it, he probably would have been that way with anybody because let's be real. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like any other time he'd be fine with killing Crowley. I know. That's why like, I was like, give me a Aw, reason. I'll do you it. Care. You know? like, <laughs> but yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Okay, so the shed door opens, and uh, a young boy looks at Cass, points his rifle at him. Cass says, don't make me hurt you. Do you hear me? I can't help myself. You have to run. And then Cass, like, quickly pulls the gun so it's aiming at the ceiling, and the boy fires. And then Cass runs away. (laughs) So we cut to Sam and Dean driving down a road. They come upon an accident, and there's, like, dead bodies on the road. So they get out of the car to investigate. Dean says, what the hell happened here? Sam looks at a family of dead bodies in a crashed car, and then they hear a noise. Sam calls out, hello? A dude approaches them. He looks, <laughs> I described him as looking a bit wonky, <laughs> which isn't very descriptive, but <laughs> hey, whatever. he's sort of zombieing about. Uh, he's not right. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's, he's not good. <laughs> yep. Dean looks at him and says, oh, that's not a happy sight. Hey, easy, buddy. Just stay cool till we figure out what's going on here, okay? But the dude keeps coming at them. Dean says, kind of narrowing my options here. Sam says, we don't even know what he is. Suddenly, someone shoots the creepy guy from behind, and we see it's a young female cop. She points her gun at Sam and Dean. Her name is Jenna. She says, weapons on the ground. Slow. Dean says, whoa, 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 whoa. Easy, officer. We're FBI, okay? We got badges. (laughs) Dean reaches for his fake ID, and she says, don't. Show me some skin. Dean says, huh? Sam says, what? Jenna says, both of you. Dean says, is this like a like a Magic Mike moment? <laughs> He's like, because if it is, I'm ready. I know. <laughs> he like, kind of looks like... I've I been mean, waiting for this for years. Yeah, like, it's kind of like a halfway disturbed, also like halfway hopeful. Yep, you know, like. yep, yep. Jenna yells, your throats. Sam says, oh, you think we're, we're, look, we don't even know what these are. And he's like motioning at the dead dude on the ground. (laughs) Jenna says, I need to know you're not one of them. Dean says, one of what? Jenna says, let's go. Dean says, okay, all right, look, see, huh? And they like, they both kind of pull their collar down to, you know, show that they don't have, okay, forgot to mention the wonky guy apparently has 
I don't remember seeing this on him, actually, but, like, the black tendrils coming up his neck. Um, did he have that? He did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, zombie guy, black tendrils up his neck. They kind of look like veins, but they're not really with the veins. It kind of, like, reminded me of, like, Leviathan, kind of. Yeah. But not... You know, like, because the Leviathans didn't have the veins, but they had, like, the black goo. Yeah. You know? So I was like, oh, there's another sort of black goo. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's a cool look, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so they show Jenna their necks. Jenna says, good. Let's see those IDs. She is bracing herself against a crashed car, and we see that her side is, like, heavily bleeding. Dean says, yeah, well, all right, take, take it easy, Okay. He gestures to Jenna's wound and asks, bad guys? Jenna says, rebar. I sat cover. I fell. Let's rebar. Just ta- let's just take a moment <sighs> to, to think about the rebar. Uh, we're not going to say anything about the rebar, but we're going to take a moment to think about it. No spoilers, but... Fuck. We'll just call this the first rebar. Okay. <laughs> Dean says, okay, why don't you just tell us what happened here? Jenna says, 911 reported a family in distress. I arrived to find several hostile hostiles hostiles. Both are right and yet wrong right now. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, okay. Like, now that I think about I it, I know. Yeah, hostile, hostile, host. Maybe hostiles for plural and hostile for singular. I don't know, man. Okay, is She's there a, a difference between like the feeling and the the descriptor for a person i don't know i don't know either okay well she finds several (laughs) attacking said family she says oh god it was horrible dean says how long you been on the job deputy jenna says uh okay three weeks (laughs) not enough no dean says okay uh i'm dean this is sam just breathe okay speak plain what happened jenna says they killed them all sam says who Jenna says, road crew. It was like they were rabid dogs. I fired off a warning, but they didn't stop. They, uh, Dean motions to all the dead bodies and says, you killed all these? Jenna says, I knew some of the boys, but they didn't look. Something was wrong. They were. They weren't dead anymore. Yep. Sam says, they're not human. Dean says, hey, look, I can stitch, I can stitch that up, but, uh, it's going to be ugly. You got a hospital around here? Jenna says, up the road. Dean says, all right, here we go. So like he doesn't have, I, I mean, know. I guess he probably doesn't want to show her his trunk arsenal just yet. You know? That's true. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to Sam and Dean and Jenna arriving and baby at the hospital. There's a bunch of dead bodies outside. Uh, Dean looks at them and says, well, this is encouraging. <laughs> he says to Jenna, wait here. So Sam and Dean get out of baby. Dean fills up his duffel bag uh, with weapons and crap from the trunk. Sam says, so what are you thinking? Dean says, I don't really know what to think. I don't know what, and I don't know what to expect either. So I'm just going to chuck it all in. Uh, Mm. That's That's fair. I'd do the same thing. Yeah. So he fills his bag with all the things, including his jug of holy oil. Sam says, this is the darkness, right? It's got to be. Dean says, so what? She goes up and everybody goes 28 days later. We didn't. Sam says, yeah, but I was in the car and you were, you said she was protecting you so i mean maybe it wasn't her maybe it was the smoke and anybody who was outside like the road crew they were exposed i mean you saw that that wasn't human dean says so what the smoke mutated him sure why not just a couple hours ago i killed death i'm pretty much open for anything but mutated into what 
All right, you know what? One thing at a time. Let's just get her some help, and then we'll deal with whatever comes next. I can't think about this too hard. <laughs> I know. So they use a wheelchair to get Jenna inside the hospital, where there is even more dead bodies. Jenna says, I got to call this in. Dean says, no, bad idea. More people, more bodies. We'll deal with this. Sam says, you know what, Dean? I'm going to take a look around. You sew her up. So Sam walks away. Dean says to Jenna, all right, you know this place? Jenna says, this way. Dean says, okay. So we cut to Sam creeping down a hallway with his gun out. He finds one of the road crew uh, infected guys trying to break into... Uh, Why did I not finish that sentence? It's like a closet. Yeah, I guess sort of like a supply closet. Yeah. Um, Sam watches from behind a counter, but the guy sees Sam's movement and like goes to investigate. Before he reaches Sam, they both hear a baby crying back inside the closet. The infected dude goes back over to the closet and tries to break down the door again. Uh, we cut to Dean and Jenna in a, like, exam room. Dean is prepping supplies to sew Jenna back up. (laughs) (laughs) Dean says, this is going to hurt like a son of a bitch. Jenna says, I knew those boys' sisters, their parents. Dean says, you did what you were trained to do. It's all right. Dean starts sewing her up. Fuck, why can't I do this? Okay, I'm just going to have a drink of water. (laughs) I can tell that I did these notes in the middle of the night, too, because, like, the letters don't look too much like letters, you know? Like, oh, like I really like... them in the dark? Yeah, I like... Thing. I did the, like, super lazy, like, shorthand print cursive, yeah. you know, that, yeah. like, I can read if I'm trying real hard. I yeah. don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Dean says, those weren't your boys. They were monsters, and they were a threat. Anybody could have panicked. Not anybody could have done what you did. Jenna says, this job is supposed to be saving people. Dean says, yeah, well, it sounds better on paper, doesn't it? (laughs) So we cut to Dean's flashback of being in the darkness cloud with the woman. Dean says to her, well, now that you've said your thanks, let's talk about what happens next. The darkness woman says, I like it here with you. I haven't felt this peaceful in a long, long time. Dean says, well, let's get something straight. I'm not here to bring you peace. I know what you are. The darkness says, really? I've been gone so long. I didn't didn't think anyone remembered. Dean says, well, death painted a hell of a picture. The darkness says, I don't know this death, and he doesn't know me. Dean holds up his knife and says, so are you saying I shouldn't try and kill you right now? I, my, I was like, are you flirting, Dean? Like, <laughs> that yeah, sounds like of. flirting words, yeah, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> the darkness says, am I saying that or are you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. We cut back to Sam in real time, hiding behind that counter. Uh, he hears a large crashing sound and peeks out from behind the counter and sees that the infected crew member guy has collapsed and is now dead on the ground. So Sam goes over to the closet and knocks on the door. He Not call- a long lifespan. No. <laughs> he calls out, hello? Hello? A man inside the closet says, is he dead? Sam says, yeah, um, yeah, he's dead. It's okay to come out. I'm a FBI here. I'm going to slide my badge under the door, okay? So Sam does, and then the door opens, and a man with an infant comes into the hallway. The man says, help us, please. Uh, so we cut to a suburban neighborhood Red demon smoke comes out of a sewer and goes under an SUV that's parked on the street. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's Crowley smoke. Yep. A middle-aged woman gets out of the SUV and starts to unload her groceries when Crowley smokes right into her mouth. Uh, he snaps his fingers, but nothing happens. Crowley says, bollocks. Hmm. Old school it is. He picks up a tire iron from inside the SUV's trunk and goes into the house. Crowley sniffs at the air and says, vanilla spice? <clears throat> a man yells from downstairs, Marn, down here. Crowley says, hmm, and then walks down the stairs to find three people hanging out. Uh, they're all middle-aged. One is Marn's husband, and the other two are like a married couple. Crowley asks, what's going on? Marn's husband says, you just sit your tush down, okay? Just let me get this out. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about what you said, and... And I know, I lost my chickens when you put it out there, but it's not every day that your wife tells you that she wants to watch you get a party started with your best friends. I mean, am I right? Uh, <laughs> Crowley, I couldn't, but that's fine. <laughs> Crowley looks at the other married couple and goes, hmm, go on. <laughs> Martin's husband says, so I slept on it and I prayed on it and then it came to me. YOLO! <laughs> that's <laughs> you like I just that's I'll, not something that whole... you pray about. <coughs> also, mm-hmm. like I feel like that's not something that you would do with your best friends. That would be like, hey, somebody that I don't know, so I don't ever have to look at them again. <laughs> like, if, if it gets awkward, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it just really depends on. Every situation. I mean, I wouldn't. I, I'm not into that because I yeah. don't like to share. Yeah. You know, like, no, basically. I'm like, but, um, what, what do but, you don't know. No, but, but you know? some people are fine with that. So yeah, who knows? Which, yeah. You know. Okay. Fine. Like whatever. I. I just like. I feel like it would be weirder with somebody that you know really well than somebody that you didn't know but maybe that's just me i don't know yeah maybe that maybe that's good for them though you know maybe yeah. that's maybe that's less weird i don't know, yeah, I, don't you know, know. I, I don't know <laughs> i don't know how that all works <laughs> crowley says yolo uh the other dude in the room whose name is dale says you only live once crowley says don't dale says sorry <laughs> Martin's husband says, so I called Dale, and he said, Dale yells, H-E double hockey sticks, yeah! (laughs) Martin's husband says, Dale ran it by Deb. Deb, who is the other woman in the room, says, we were only going to get buffet anyway. (laughs) Martin's husband says, and here we are. (laughs) I didn't think I'd be this nervous, but Dale says, hey, 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 don't worry. We'll be gentle. Not... Oh, my God. Deb says, oh, Dale. Like, and that got weird. <laughs> Marn's husband says, anywho, it's your day, birthday girl. You just say go, and heck, we will light this candle. If it wasn't weird before, it's weird now. It's super weird. <laughs> Deb notices the tire iron that Crowley is holding and says, Marn, everything okay with the car? Crowley says, oh, it's fine. Just fine. And then Crowley sets the tire iron on the floor. <laughs> we cut to uh, the exam room in the hospital. We're with Dean and Sam and Jenna, the man from the closet, and his baby. Uh, the man's name is Mike. Mike says, the doc said it was going to be a tough birth, but Janie, she stepped up. 
the twister hit, the power went out. She just kept on going. No drugs. Just pushed out this little dewdrop like she was nothing. Okay, like she had a choice. I know, like you can't just be like, "Oh, the power's out. Let's 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 hold on." Let's suck that back in. Yeah, like, let's no, just, that's not we'll how just, that we'll just pause here <laughs> yeah. until yeah. Okay, he says. Then Janie started bleeding. They tried, but you think they know how to stop something like that? Jenna says, "I'm so sorry, Mike." Dean says, "You think you could tell us what happened here?" Mike says, "I went outside after to collect myself. A truckload of them pulled up." Sam says, the road crew? Mike says, they didn't say nothing. They just went off attacking folks like they were possessed. I tore back inside to get this little one. I found that supply closet and, you know, been there since. I could hear him, though, tearing through the halls. Doctors, nurses, they didn't care. Sam notices that black vines are creeping up Mike's neck under his skin. I know. I know. I kind of like this Mike guy. Uh, he motions at Dean uh, so that Dean sees his neck and then asks Mike, you said the road crew went nuts. Did any of them come after you? Mike says, yeah, a few of them. Sam says, did they cut you or bleed on you? Mike says, they did. Jenna says, I don't understand. What are you saying? Dean says, saying that whatever this is, it might be transmittable. Jenna says, what? We don't even know what this is. Now you're saying it can be passed on? Mike says, he's right. I can think it's possible. I know. He says, I can feel it inside. Something's happening. (coughs) Excuse me. Dean says, how long has it been since you were attacked? Mike says, three, four hours. The real question is, how long till I become like them? Uh, We cut two casts hiding in some trees on the side of a road. Close by are a bunch of cop cars. Cass starts to pray. He says, brothers, sisters. I know I have no right. I have no standing to ask you to ask you anything, but these are desperate times, so I must ask. I confess my transgressions, and I will accept whatever punishment you dole out. Now, I ask you to help me. Please, save me from doing worse. Uh, we come back to the hospital room. Dean says, well, you know where I stand. Jenna says, no, you're not. You can't be serious. And if he goes out there, they'll kill him. Dean says, so we just wait around for him to kill us? Oh, yeah, that's that's a plan. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> oh, thank you. <laughs> yep. Sam says, or we just wait for him to die. There was a, whatever you want to call it, a, a rabid attacking the closet door, and he just died. These things have a shelf life. Dean says, I can't believe what I'm hearing here. Jenna says, no, he's right. We lock him up. We find a cure. This is a hospital. Dean says, yeah, well, call it a hunch, but I don't think we're going to find this in the medical books. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever seen this before. Yep. Mm. Mike says, I didn't open that. Mike says, I didn't open. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <clears throat> Mike says, I didn't open up that closet door to find a cure. Dean says, look, Mike, I'm sorry, but this is untenable. I can't say that word. Untenable. Mike says, I know. That's why I thought maybe we could make a deal. I'll go find someplace quiet and lay low until this is over and you save my baby girl. Dean says, yeah, you got yourself a deal. Mike says, and I thank you for that. I truly do, but I wasn't talking to you. He looks at Jenna and says, I know you. I've seen you in church since you were knee high. Please. He gives the baby to Jenna, who says, I don't even own a guinea pig. (laughs) I don't think that's a good idea. (laughs) Yep. Mike says, there you go, little girl. There you go. Thank you. Thank you all. And then Mike hurries out of the room. 
Dean says, why do I get the feeling this is going to bite us in the ass? <laughs> he says to Jenna, you good? Jenna says, oh, yeah, aces. Dean says, all right, let's gear up. Sam says, that might be tricky. Sam looks out a window and sees another car of infected people pull up to the hospital. Jenna says, what's he doing? Sam says, Dean. Dean says, we made a promise. Sam says, to do what? Charge out there? Guns blazing? We don't even know how to kill them. Dean says, she does. Pointing to Jenna. Chest, right? I'm guessing heart. Jenna says, this is madness. Dean says, no. No, that is madness. This is horse sense. (laughs) Jenna says, save Mike's baby, but shoot Mike. Tell me where that makes sense. Sam says, look, we can just wait for them to die. Dean says, and how long is that? And when they infect others, how long is that? Now, we stay here. That baby dies. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. We stay here. That baby dies. We did this, Sam. Okay? We broke it. We bought it. You know there's no other way. Dean's phone rings, and he answers and says, where the hell are you, Cass? Cass says, I'm I'm okay. (laughs) Dean says, you don't sound okay. Cass says, Dean, I am fine. Besides, what I have, you can't help me. Dean says, what do you mean, what you have? Cass says, just please tell Sam, Rowena escaped with the Book of the Damned and the Codex. Dean says, okay, forget Rowena, where are you? Cass says, now, you tell me, the mark. Dean says, oh, really, you're worried about me after everything that I've... Cass says... This was the whole purpose, dumbass. (laughs) Cass says, Dean, is it gone? Dean says, yes, I'm good. I mean, I'm not great. Cass says, makes two of us. Dean puts Cass on speakerphone and says, and Cass says, this is good news. Sam says, hey, Cass. Cass says, Sam. Dean says, okay, your turn. Talk to us about the darkness. Cass says, why would I talk about the darkness? Sam says, because it's free. Cass says, no, that can't be. Sam says, removing the mark opened some kind of lock. Dean saw her. Cass says, the darkness is a woman? (laughs) Dean says, well, that's what I know. (laughs) Dean says, well, that's what we're asking you. We were hoping you could tell us what kind of DEFCON screwed we are. Cass? Uh, Cass hears a sound nearby in the trees and says, Sam, Dean, goodbye. It may be some time before we see one another again. And then he hangs up. Dean says, wait, Cass, Cass! Jenna says, FBI my ass. (laughs) Uh, We cut to Cass uh, in the woods. There's uh, two angels come and greet him. They've got their angel blades out. Cass says, brothers. <clears throat> we cut back to... You sure are looking kind of spiky. I know, <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> we cut to Crowley in Marn's house. Uh, we see the bodies of Dale, Deb, and Marn's husband. They're all naked and dead. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a large bowl of blood on the table. Uh, two demon minions wait nervously until Crowley walks into the room, still in Marn's meat suit. <clears throat> Crowley says, took you long enough. Minion number two says, we came as soon as you called. Uh, what do we call you? Crowley says, king. And what about the other white meat suit? Minion number two says, secured. We have another team and a witch removing Rowena's immobilization spell as we speak. (laughs) Crowley says, hmm, is anybody hot? I'm hot. (laughs) Minion number two says, 
I believe that's the menopause, sir. <laughs> Minion number one is looking very fidgety, and Crowley says, thank you. What? <laughs> Minion number one says, uh, it's nothing, sir. Crowley says. I'm uncomfortable. I know. <laughs> Crowley says, speak. Minion number one says, it's just... You barely escaped assassination. You're arguably on the run from the most powerful witch on earth, not to mention an angel of heaven. And, uh, Crowley says, and, uh, minion number one says, you didn't call for help until after the orgy? (laughs) (laughs) Crowley says, hmm, I apologize. Like, I'm a demon, dumbass. I know, he (laughs) says, I apologize for nothing. (laughs) So we cut back to the hospital room. Jenna soothes the baby. Sam says to Dean, look, I get it. I do. We're going to save that baby, okay? And we're going to find Cass, and we're going to stop the darkness. Dean says, okay, so what are we talking about? Sam says, the plan. Dean says, we have a plan, okay? It's the same plan as it's always been. In order to get out, we go through. Sam says, and How's that been working for us? <laughs> that's that's a fair question. Yeah. <laughs> Dean says, we can't save Cass if we're stuck in some hospital, okay? Just like I can't strap on a time machine, go back and tell Kane to shove that mark up his ass or stop you from releasing the darkness. Oh, now it's Sam who released the darkness. Oh, okay. okay. Out, yes. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> Dean says, now, have we made mistakes? Yes. Hell yes. And we can analyze each and every one of them over a couple of Frosties when we're old and farting sawdust and out of this room. <laughs> right now. <laughs> I just, I've told you the story. I think, I know I've told you. Have I said it on the podcast about my friend from college who was lactose intolerant? Yes. <laughs> yes, you have said it on the podcast. <laughs> old man farts. Yeah. <laughs> I need some water after that. <laughs> Excuse me farting sawdust i just <laughs> i know that's a visual <laughs> you said it so seriously too like, listen we yeah. will fart sar- yeah. sardust. Sardust. sawdust uh, okay dean says right now all i can do is gear up i can head out and i can save that freaking baby which is exactly what i'm gonna do sam says when did we forget how to do this dean says what Sam says, Dean, if we don't change right now, all of our crap is just going to keep repeating itself. You could have said this seasons ago, Sam. Just saying. No, really. (laughs) Dean says, okay. I don't even, what? (laughs) Sam says, this, this kill first, questions later. What happened to us? Hunting things? We're good at that. Sure, we're great at that, but... That's only half of the bumper sticker, man. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Dean says, Sam, I am trying to save that baby. Sam says, and what about the others out there? Dean says, you mean the ones trying to kill us? Sam says, I mean the ones that are sick, the ones that are dying. Dean says, yeah, who won't rest until they've infected us all. Sam says, so we just forget about a cure? Dean says, what cure? Jenna's cure? And he holds up the shotgun. Sam says, there is always a cure. You just have to want to find it. Dean says, yeah, how are you going to find it if you're dead? And around and around we go. Sam says, saving people means all of the people, Dean, not just that baby, not just each other. I unleashed a force on this world that could destroy it to save you. Dean says, and I told you not to. (laughs) Jesus Christ, I know. (laughs) 
Sam says, and I do it again in a second. I would do it again. And that is what I'm talking about. This isn't on you. It is on us. We have to change. Dean says, what are you thinking? So we're going to stop saving each other. Is that what you're saying? Like, right meow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sam says, get Jenna to the car. Get her and the baby someplace safe. Dean says, without a shot. And what are we going to do about those things on our tail? Sam says, they won't be on your tail. Dean says, no way. Sam says, you said it, Dean. We broke this. Dean says, yeah, we broke this. Okay, we did. Sam says, I heard it in your voice when you agreed to take that child. I get it. You do what you do. But you got to let me do what I do, too. Uh, so we cut to another hallway in the hospital. Um, a short time later, Sam looks over the railing down a stairwell and calls out to the infected uh, at the bottom. <laughs> I'm giggling because I wrote bottom. Okay. <laughs> That's where I'm at, folks. Okay. I know. <laughs> he said bottom. Okay. Uh, Sam says, hey. And the infected people start to run up the stairs and chase him. He calls out, over here. Uh, Dean whispers to Jenna, come on. And they sneak out the other way. Sam yells to the infected, come and get me, you sons of bitches. And then he locks himself in like a dark supply closet. And the infected people outside start pounding on the door. He turns around and finds that he has locked himself inside with an infected woman. And she attacks him. Uh, Sam slits her throat, but gets her blood all up in his face and his mouth. Yep. Grody. Uh, the other infected folk break down the door and kind of pin him against a shelf. He says, don't do this. Let me help you. But they start sniffing him and then just turn around and walk away. Leave the closet. Like, mm, which okay. which sucks for him. <laughs> really. Yeah. So we like, cut, oh, I am. Uh, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm fucked. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we cut to the hospital entrance. Jenna and Dean have almost made it out when they are confronted by a very infected Mike. Dean says, come on. Mike struggles to speak, uh, but he finally manages to. He says, the baby. Jenna says, no. Mike says, the baby. Dean says, no, we're not going to hurt you, Mike, as long as you leave that baby alone. Mike. Mike says, Amara. Jenna says, what? Mike says, her name is Amara. And then Mike collapses and dies. Uh, Jenna and Dean hurry out of the hospital to baby. Uh, we cut to the building where Crowley's regular meat suit is. That's an interesting <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Crowley smokes back into it and addresses his minions. Crowley says, ah, daddy's home. <laughs> Some of the minions look around nervously and Crowley asks, what? Minion number two says, sir, there are rumors from hell. Crowley says, rumors? Minion number two says, the darkness has been released. Crowley says, the darkness? Please. Myth. It's a bedtime story. Something that daddy demons threaten, or threaten toddler demons with to get them to eat their vegetables. <laughs> Even if it was true, what's the concern? Darkness, king of hell, natural allies. Minion number one says, it's just something happened, sir, in the cage. Crowley says, what? The minion says, uh, they said it sounded like a frightened animal. All of hell heard, like someone was going crazy. The rumor is that Michael, or Lucifer, one of them, is trying to warn us. Crowley says, about the darkness. Ridiculous. Minion number two says, except half of hell is sort of freaking out, sir. What do we do? Like, I think we should listen. <laughs> I know. I know. So we cut to a dark room. 
I don't know where we are. We're in a dark room. Uh, <laughs> the two angels who came to Cass uh, lead him inside. His wrists are chained. One of the angels says, after Metatron escaped, we moved the door to heaven. Cass says, yeah, smart. The angel says, you know, to prevent further incidents. Cass says, of course, I would have done the same thing. Before we go back, we need to find a witch or someone who knows spellcraft to remove the... Uh, but the angel hangs Cass's chains around a... What is that? It says rook. Nope, it says hook. Okay. Around a hook hanging from the ceiling. Uh, Cass says, I don't understand. You're not taking me to heaven. The other angel says, no, we're not. And then they cover his head with a hood, which is never good. Nope. Nope. So we cut to Dean and Jenna uh, pulling Baby into a gas station parking lot. Uh, Jenna is holding uh, holding Baby. She's holding Baby Amara. (laughs) I'd be impressed. I know, right? Like, damn, girl. (laughs) Yep. Dean says, oh, you good? Jenna says, yeah, baby poop. What could go wrong? Dean says, Godspeed. Jenna (laughs) says, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) Dean says, right, listen, I know things may seem dark right now, Hell, call it pitch black, and you may not be able to see it, but your way back is right there. You and her. You're going to help each other. Jenna says, joy comes in the morning. Mm. Dean looks really confused. (laughs) And Jenna says, my grandma leads a Bible study. Dean says, ah, well, let's go with that. So Jenna takes Amara inside the gas station, and Dean pulls out his phone and calls Sam. Uh, Sam is still sitting in the supply closet. Sam says, hey, you good? Dean says, yeah, about 40 miles outside of town. As far as I can tell, it's isolated to Superior. Sam says, well, that's something. Dean says, how about you? You okay? Sam says, what'd you expect? Like it or not, I'm going to find a cure. Dean says, yeah, I know you are. Man, things are screwy right now. I know we don't have any answers, but at least we got one win, you know? Sam says, I hear ya. Dean says, all right, I'm going to run Jenna up to her grandmother's. Shouldn't be more than a few hours. Then we clean up that town. We find the darkness and we kick her ass. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, that's great, Dean. That um, sounds like a plan. So we cut to Dean having a flashback of being in the cloud with the darkness. He says to her, if you're as bad as they say you are, why haven't you hurt me? The darkness says, for the same reason that you'll never hurt me. She pulls aside her like dress shoulder strap. And shows Dean the mark of Cain on her collarbone. She says, we're bound, Dean. We'll always be bound. You helped me. I helped you. No matter where I am, who I am, we will always help each other. That's a little presumptuous. I just want to say, like, why do you... That's weird, but okay. It's it's weird. Yeah. I feel like she's trying to force, like, a trauma bond. But... I, that's not she the, is the darkness. I know. Like, it's not really the right definition of trauma bond, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, mm, okay. Uh, <clears throat> so we cut back to Sam in the supply closet at the hospital. He gets up and goes to look in a mirror. He pulls aside his shirt collar, and we see that he has the same black marks um, creeping up his chest that the infected people had. We cut to the bathroom at the gas station. Jenna is changing Amara's diaper. When she takes Amara's onesie off, uh, she sees that Amara has the mark of Cain on her collarbone. But she doesn't know what it is. Nope, she doesn't. And credits. <laughs> okay. I only really have one thought about this one. Okay. And it's that it's it was kind of odd to me that for a season, not a finale, a season. Opener? 
Yes, there's a word. Uh, um, uh, I got nothing. Uh, <laughs> First episode? Yeah. <laughs> not a, uh, not, not a, pilot. a pilot. No, no, I think it's just, you know, season opener, right? There's got, I, there's a different Premier? word that I'm looking for. Yes! Woo! Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, say it's really late, but it's like, it's not even 10, so... <laughs> I'm well, just... you know what? You're really pregnant and I'm really old. So this is late for us, I guess. <laughs> counts. It counts, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. My, like, I just feel fuzzy. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, for a season premiere, I thought it was very weird that there was, it was only a 39 minute episode. I feel like most episodes are like 40 to 42 minutes. I don't know why I have, and I'm yeah. talking about Supernatural specifically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I feel like... Do I pay that close of attention? When I have paid attention, I feel like it's mostly like a 45 to 50 minute episode. Mm, but gonna, also, I could be lying. I, I don't really know. The only reason that that really stuck in my mind is because the very, this is not a spoiler, but the very, the very last episode of this show mm-hmm. has, it, everyone made a big stink about it having almost 11 minutes less than a regular episode, than, like, all of the other episodes, which yeah. are normally, like, 40-ish minutes. So, yeah. that's sort of why that's in my head right now. But. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it's definitely, like, <clears throat> I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just thought yeah. it was weird that it was so short, because yeah. I was, like, there's no, It didn't really like, seem, sh- not, honestly, like, I didn't feel like, oh, this is short, but I guess my notes are a little short. It did seem yeah. short. I mean, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, it's over, and, like, Huh. whatever, you know, it, was, it wasn't like, oh, man, it's over, you know, like, it well, was kind also, of like a, huh, you it's know. It's sort of a to-be-continued, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I wonder if that's why, because it really is, like, one story, one sort of event covering two episodes, so I wonder if that's why, you know, yeah, it seemed maybe. kind of cut off and unfinished. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that was really the only thought that I had was that it was just kind of weird that it was so short. Mm-hmm. I mean, and by so short, I mean just shorter than... This is probably one of the shortest ones, mm-hmm. if not the shortest episode, so... <clears throat> I think I the mean. season, or the series finale is the shortest one they've ever done. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. I didn't think of that one as short, but also, like, there was a lot going on, There so, was a lot, yeah. and high emotions, but... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, what was your favorite moment? Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. I'm going to have to say Crowley in his Marn meat suit with the whole the whole swinger neighbor. All of that was hilarious. I love that. I love that Crowley finds himself in this situation. He's like, yeah, let's go with it. Yeah, no. Why not? Let's have some sex. Yeah. You know? And then, maybe, and then maybe I'll cut your throats and then I'll fill up my little blood communication bowl yeah. and get a little hench demon to help me out. Yeah. Like, but first, yeah, let's party. Why yeah. not? Let's do demon All things. of that was hysterical. Oh. And I just, mostly I was just like, oh, good for Crowley. He's going to get some. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wonder how long it's been. Right? It could either have been like eight years or five minutes you yeah. never know with him yeah. you know and that's it's great like, yeah has it been eons or has it been seconds you yeah. know like- <laughs> but yeah i mean get it you know yeah so, whatever yeah. Yeah. yeah what was your favorite moment <laughs> farting sawdust <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is it is quite the visual i could like 
for some reason, especially Dean farting sawdust just seems like hilarious to me. Yep. Yep. Like, just old dusty man farts. Like <laughs> yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to be around when they happen, but, like, also hilarious. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's that. Um, so, our interesting facts from this episode, um, it says Lacey J. Maley, I'm guessing is how you say your last name correctly, maybe, I don't know, um, who plays the cop Jenna Nickerson, appeared in an earlier episode, uh, season 7, episode 22, There Will Be Blood, as Emily, the young girl who was kidnapped by the alpha vampire and led Sam and Dean into the trap with the alpha. Oh, yeah, wow, she looks way older. How many years the part of this? You said season so 7. Like three years. So. Wow, she looks so different. Yeah. Because I remember, like, I can picture her, and she does look like a very young teenager in that episode. I feel like I kind of maybe remember that, but yeah. I'd have to, like, Like, almost see a, a child, child or really. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder how old she was in that episode. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Crazy. Well, there's also... Are you thinking of the one, though, that the girl... There, like Jody was in that episode, and the girl led. No, no, I'm thinking okay. of the the hostage. Say, she was really young. Yeah, no, not not yeah. there. Yeah, I'm thinking the one with the alpha vampire in his house. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't remember anything. I didn't about connect it until how, you said that, and yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that I could totally, yeah, yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> um, so it says the name Amara is found in several languages. In Igbo, I've never even heard of that language. Um, nope. It means grace. In Latin slash Italian, it means bitter. <laughs> uh, um, it's also a Mongolian name meaning peaceful. And in Sanskrit, it means eternal. Cool. In Spanish, it means imperishable. In America, it's used as a derivative of the Latin amore to mean beloved. And, um, and in Arabic, it means a sign. Hmm. So. Cool. Huh. It's a multinational name. Yeah. Um, it says Ryan Grantham, who was Todd in season four, episode eight, wishful thinking returns uncredited in the beginning of this episode as the boy who confronts Castiel in the shed with shotgun. That actor is the one who recently, isn't he the one who recently, he's the kid. So he wished to be, you know, strong so that he could defeat his bullies. You will bow to talk. This actor recently, (laughs) didn't this actor recently murder his mom? I have no idea. It is. It is that actor. Yeah, this was like last year. Um, I think I I have this right. He had like a plan to murder, you know, prime minister. Canada has a prime minister, right? Trudeau. I think that's his title. I think it's a prime minister, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that was his plan and he like murdered his mom first and then got caught before i have no idea i wonder if i have that slightly wrong he did murder his mom Uh, that trudeau thing might be somebody else i don't think so though i'm pretty sure anyways yeah yeah. it's sort of a big deal yeah i mean of course that's a big deal but i meant it was like all over the supernatural you know fan sites and stuff so okay very very sad yeah yeah um so i'm gonna feel really shitty if it wasn't that actor and i just put that on him so (laughs) Maybe I should fact check that. I'll do that. <laughs> What's that actor's name? Uh, Ryan Grantham. Okay. Okay, you continue. Um, so it says, Kirsten Robeck, who plays Marnie, uh, Crowley's temporary vessel, also played the role of Mrs. Wallace in season four, episode seven. It's the Great Pumpkin Sand Winchester. Hmm. And I don't remember that episode <clears throat> at all. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, okay, it was that actor. Okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. It says the season picks up immediately after events from the last season. There is no time jump. Mm-hmm. Which usually there is a little bit of one. Usually, yeah. But whether it's a week or whatever, you know. Um, it says Emily Swallow, who plays Amara, and Misha Collins, who plays Castiel, have both appeared in the TV show Ringer, um, playing de- uh, Detective Elizabeth Saldana and Dylan Morrison, respectively. I never watched that show. I've hmm. never even heard of it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it says, uh, when Sam says that hunting things is only half the bumper sticker, it could be a reference to one of the show's most iconic catchphrases, saving people, hunting things, the family business. It could be, let's be real. It is. It fucking is. Yeah. And like, I love, I love that they, yeah. that he said that. Cause that was kind of hilarious. Yeah. You know, because, cause I've seen that bumper sticker, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I've, and on, it's mm-hmm. on everything else too. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I have that on a sweatshirt. I and do every too. time, I'm sorry, every time I hear the saving people hunting things, I always think of shaving people and punting things. Me too. And, and I'm super happy about it. I have no idea where it came from. Okay, that is the, <laughs> the special effects crew or whatever for the show Supernatural. That's their YouTube channel. That's the name of their YouTube channel. And oh. they, so a lot so of times. So you must have just told me that because I haven't seen that before. Oh, you must really? have told me that before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think I've sent you a couple. I mean, this was back when the show was on. Like, the last few seasons, they started putting, like, bloopers from their, you know, from their work from the show on oh. before episodes are airing, sort of huh. as teasers. So, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, their I've YouTube channel. I mean, I've seen all the bloopers for the different <laughs> seasons, but... Not not the yeah, ones that go on the blooper the reel. Thing. It's yeah. just like they're... Yeah. That's the only thing mm-hmm. I've seen, I think. Yeah, you should look it up. It's hilarious. No. <laughs> yeah, there's just little but, short like, things. You must have... You had to have told me... Tell... Tell... Top fuck. <laughs> I think I sent you a couple of the videos, but that was so long ago. Who yeah. even knows? All I remember <clears throat> is the shaving people and punting things, and yep. that's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time I hear that now, I'm like, that's not what it's supposed to be. And also, I don't even know where I got this from, yeah. but it's in my head every <clears throat> single time I put that freaking sweatshirt on. Yeah, they're pretty funny. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, it says... It says, Lena, there is a nod to the movie, The Usual Suspects. I don't understand the Lena part before that, but that's fine. Um, it says, Crowley says, the darkness is a myth, a bedtime story told to demons to get them to eat their vegetables. Um, in the movie Verbal, uh, Kent says, Kaiser Sose, is that mm-hmm. what you said? Yeah. Um, is a myth, a bedtime story told to kids. <clears throat> Kaiser Sose! God, I love that movie so much. <laughs> it is sort of, <clears throat> you know... Of course, we have the Kevin Spacey problem of it all, but I love that movie. That is such a, a yeah. That is like the ultimate like epiphany movie, you know? Yeah. Plot twist epiphany at the end. It's got such amazing actors in it. Fuck that movie is damn. <laughs> like nothing will ever be that like shocking twist epiphany, you know? At the end, I don't know. They just they did that so well, especially for like an early '90s movie. You know? Yeah. Just, I, don't, and it's, I mean, it, I, I think I might have heard of it, but I honestly couldn't tell you, like, why. You know, even. Like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's a fantastic movie. And fuck you, Kevin Spacey. But there we are. Okay. Um, so our research from this week is uh, off of onlyinyourstate.com. And it is these eight Nebraska folk tales and urban legends will keep you awake at night. Sweet. 
It says, being situated right in the middle of America, Nebraska has collected some fascinating stories from various sources over the years. Some legends live on in the minds of Nebraskans, while new Nebraska urban legends also make their way into collective consciousness. Um, these eight tales sample the rich folklore in this heartland state. <laughs> the first one is just disturbing. Mutant radioactive hornets. Oh, no, thank you. Blech. How about any hornets of any kind? No, thank you. I know, right? I don't, yeah, no. Mm, not good. Um, it says, following the Fukushima, da- no, Daichi? Is that how you say it? I don't know. Nuclear disaster. Mm. Um, plenty of urban legends popped up regarding radiation-related horrors reaching the mainland U.S. in 2000, or er, reaching the mainland U.S., in 2013, a rumor arose that giant Asian wasps had made their way to central Nebraska. Also, like, during COVID times, we had the murder hornets, so I feel like yeah. this might be kind of the same <laughs> thing, I mean, or similar anyways, you know? <clears throat> um, just giant Asian wasps, mm-hmm. you know? Um, as legend goes, the radioactive hornets had been exposed to radiation and grew to four times their normal size. Ugh. They were said to be extremely aggressive and to have venom 2,000 times stronger than their non-mutated cousins. Hmm. Um, although the Asian hornet um, is very large and produces venom strong enough to kill a human after repeated stings, they did not gain these attribu- or attributes from radiation exposure. Mm-hmm. Moreover, no Asian hornets have ever been spotted in Nebraska, and they certainly haven't killed anyone here. But that... I wonder was- when that was written. I know. I don't, I don't know when that was written. Mm-hmm. But also, like... I know, I think it was in Washington that the murder hornets were a thing. I don't yeah. know if they were anywhere else. I only heard about them here, but I'm not positive that's just, I heard because about it because live I live here. here. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that was in our news. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But that was like a recent thing within the last. Last few years. Yeah. I mean, it was sometime, was it 2020 that it started? 2021. I think 2021. That, and then you heard about it a little bit last summer too. Yeah. Because 2020 was like very covid right? And then mm-hmm. 2021, I think was like, that was the year that like, there was something each month that was new that was happening. You know, like yeah. the murder hornets. And then there was, oh, what else? I can't even remember what the other things were. But there was like, I, I saw so many memes and all that sort of stuff for so long about like, okay, what's next month going to bring? And mm-hmm. like, you know, and it was like literally every month there was something new. Yeah. But. Yeah. I blocked it all. It was a yeah. fucking nightmare. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember. I just remember the murder hornets. Yep. But. Um, so the second one is The Legend of Blackbird Hill. Um, it says, the Blackbird Hill legend is a heart-wrenching story of lost love. It starts out with a young couple, excuse me, who were deeply in love. Um, the young man was to travel abroad for a short period before returning to marry his young lady. However, he was shipwrecked during his journey and took nearly five years to find his way back to America. By that time, the young lady had given him up for dead and married a Nebraska pioneer. Hmm. Uh, the couple set up their home on Blackbird Hill, um, a burial place of honored Omaha chief Blackbird. One day, a man walked up the path toward their home. Uh, The woman went outside to greet the visitor and was shocked to see her former love. The man was dumbfounded. This seems like very Princess Bride-esque, but that's fine. That's what I was thinking, Um, too. (laughs) It says, the man was dumbfounded. He'd been heading west for California when he noticed the interesting hill and wanted to get a closer look. Uh, The two confessed their undying love for one another and vowed to be together again. The wife planned to explain the situation to her husband that evening and ask him to release her from the marriage. Their love hid... Er, her love hid outside and waited for her to join him on his journey. The husband, upon hearing of his wife's affection for another man, flew into a jealous rage and attacked the, his wife with a knife. 
As she lay on the floor, bloody and screaming, her husband picked her up and carried her from, or carried her to the cliff at the top of Blackbird Hill. He leapt. He he leapt from the cliff into the river below, killing them both. The young lover could not reach the couple in time to stop the tragedy. A final anguished scream rose from the river as the woman perished. Legend has it that on October 17th of every year, the anniversary of the murder-slash-suicide, the woman's terrified screams can still be heard echoing across the hill. Ugh, that sucks, man. Ugh. Like... Fuck. Okay. Yeah, at a certain point, like... You would have a lot of shit to figure out, but, like, you have to kind of understand that, like, hey, like... Not that I don't love you, but, like... The only reason that I, like, got together with you is because I thought homeboy over here was dead. You know, like, yeah. you know, like, there, there'd be a lot to, like, hash out with that. But, like, just immediately jumping to murdering people is not how you yep. deal with that. But yep, anyway. Agreed. agreed. <laughs> um, the next one is the Salt Witch of the Nebraska Plains. <clears throat> the salty bitch. It's fine. <laughs> that's it. not what they said, but that's what. Anyways, it's fine. That's what they meant. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and maybe not. I don't know. I haven't read the story, but like it just it sounded right at the moment. Uh, it says in southeast Nebraska, a powerful Native American chief was well respected, but so surly that no one, uh, no one but his lovely wife could stand to be around him for long. She loved, or he loved her with a power greater than the earth and the sky, and when she died, he became a shell of his former self. He hid away in his lodge for so long that the tribe began discussing choosing another chief. One day, the chief emerged from his lodge in full war dress and left the tribe without a word. He returned a month later carrying a bundle of fresh scalps and a large lump of salt. Uh, the scalps proved that the chief was still as powerful as ever, although, er, though the salt came with a far more interesting story. The chief, as he slept one night, heard terrified screams nearby. He lifted his head to see an old, or see a violent old crone holding a tomahawk over the head of a younger woman. As the woman struggled, the younger turned her face toward the chief, and he was astonished to see that it was his late wife. Hmm. He ran toward the pair, reaching them just before the tomahawk struck the young woman's head. Instead, his own weapon was buried in the old woman's head. The chief reached for his wife, but the ground beneath the woman suddenly opened and swallowed them both. In the aftermath, all that remained was a pillar of salt. Following this otherworldly experience... Wait, wait, wait. Okay, the ground well, so swallowed them, them and back. then what? Like, you're you're in this ground. You're missing... We're missing some yeah, stuff, I guess. I know, okay. like, this, this... It doesn't totally make sense because, okay, so, like... So there's where the salt came from. There's a pillar of salt there, so obviously he took a chunk of salt. Okay, fine. That's easy enough to explain away. But if the ground opened up and swallowed them both, how'd you get out? Come back, and how come he didn't bring her back with him if she was alive this whole time? Like, I have questions, but anyways. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, it says, in the aftermath, all that remained was a pillar of salt. <clears throat> Following this otherworldly experience, Native Americans gathering salt at the pillar pummeled the ground with weapons to keep the witch away. Still doesn't make any sense. Okay. That's fine. All right. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. Hmm. Um, the next one is the legend of Rawhide Creek. Um, it says, an often repeated tale is the origin of Rawhide Creek's name. Uh, the creek, a small tributary of the Elkhorn River in Douglas County, was the settling for a story of senseless, uh, violence and retribution. I'm like, my eyes just got, like, really fuzzy all of a sudden. Mm. I'm like, I can't read. <laughs> it's all good. Um, 
As some settlers were known to do uh, in the frontier days, a young white man murdered an unsuspecting Native American girl simply because he had vowed to kill as many Native Americans as possible. Wow. The girl's family soon tracked down her murderer and confronted him along with the rest of the party, or his party. Uh, the tribe gave the men a choice. Either give up the murderer or they would all be killed. The group quickly handed over the young man to meet his fate. Nice. <laughs> Good. Um, <clears throat> as revenge for the senseless murder, uh, the Native Americans beat and tortured the young man, finally skinning him on the banks of the creek. Uh, the creek uh, was thereafter named for the Grizzly Act. Wow. Wow. I don't know if I could... <clears throat> huh. So this next one is Feebold Feeboldson. Okay. <laughs> Drought Buster Extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> what? Anyway. <clears throat> okay, so it says a Swedish immigrant named Feebold Feeboldson um, appears in several frontier tall tales. I wonder what Feeboldson because you know, like the sun part is like son of whoever in a lot of like Norwegian and you know, just Scandinavian, you know, Swedish Norwegian, that sort of like the sun is like son of whoever. Mm-hmm. What is Feebold? So was he like a junior? Was there another Feebold? <laughs> and this is Feebold's Feebold's son? I don't know. I don't know. Like the huh. Anyway. <clears throat> I've just made myself confused, but that's fine. Um <laughs> So he appears in several frontier tall tales. Um one in particular tells of how Feebold or Febold maybe? Feeble, I don't know, uh, broke a terrible drought in one of the hottest, driest summers Nebraska had ever seen. The drought was so bad that Feeble had to res- uh, to resort to drastic measures. After a long think, <laughs> he came up with an outlandish idea. Build a huge bonfire to bring on the rain. Uh, he made fires all around the banks of the lake. They burned so hot that the water in the lake all evaporated and lifted up into the sky as rain clouds. Feeble got his rain and the great drought was busted at last. Hmm. I feel like I mean this is an urban legend. Works. Tall tale. I mean they yeah, even said yeah. that. You no, know. for sure. Yeah, but like it does mm, okay. absolutely sound like one of those. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Eh, whatever. Got it. Okay. Um. So this one is karma's a bunny. Is it though? Yeah, I know, right? Like, what type of bunny? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it says not all Nebraska folk tales come from pioneer times. In fact, this one is fairly recent. From the mid-20th century. Uh, The story goes that two bored farmers in their 60s decided to take a little trip to Missouri to buy the kind of fireworks Nebraska doesn't allow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They came back to one of the farms with a large quantity of M1000s, an extremely powerful firework, almost as strong as a stick of dynamite, Mm. and a bottle of peppermint schnapps to share. (laughs) Oh, wow. We are making choices. Okay. All right. Like, but like... I like peppermint schnapps, don't get me wrong. Same. Not by themselves, though. And I like peppermint. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, like, too strong of a... Agreed. However, I have done it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's something that you do one time and realize that you don't like it that way. You know, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't huh. know. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um... But then there's people that like absinthe, and that, to me, tastes like mouthwash, looks like mouthwash. Well, it doesn't really taste like mouthwash. It tastes like black licorice, but smells like mouthwash, looks like mouthwash. There is not enough sugar in the world to make that okay on my tongue. I I have uh -uh. tried, and I just can't. Yeah. 
Yeah. I gotta say, I the only time that I have tried it was in Europe, mm. and that's a different... 100% like, different, yeah. <laughs> you can't get that legally here in the right. United States, because it's potent shit. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from the black licorice taste, I guess, it wasn't bad, but I hate black licorice. I hate it, like, too. It's yeah. the worst, like... Granted, I haven't had it in years, so could I like it now? Maybe, but I doubt it. You know, yeah, like, I, I just... Anyways, yeah, that's... Uh, choices. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't I didn't pick what I was drinking. It was one of those, like... Yeah. Apparently, in Italy, you don't tip. Like, that's not a thing. I've heard that, yeah. You know, for, like, restaurants and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, being from here, we tip because we're like, it's rude if you don't, you right. know? And the guy was very thrilled with it and was like, you gave me too much money. And we're like, no, that's your tip. And he's like, what? And we're like, that's for you for he's serving like, us because you did a good you must job. must be Americans. Yeah. I, no, he was like, thanks. And like brought out this huge bottle of absinthe and just started pouring shots. <laughs> and we're oh, just that's like, sweet. Okay. You know, and so I tried it and I was like, this looks interesting. doesn't taste very good. But mm-hmm. like, okay, so I had a shot of very potent stuff yeah yeah whatever anyway um how did i get to there peppermint schnapps okay um (laughs) the rabbits had been particularly frustrating on the farms that year (laughs) i get it those pocket gophers those damn things i want to blow them all up i can't because they're protected but i sure have bad feelings towards them anyway um so the pair trapped a number of them to have some gruesome fun um, while drinking heavily, the men would take a, um, so they blew up bunnies. I'm going to just skip over that for you. Thank you. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, we're not going to. Okay. Anyways, they were mean to bunnies and the bunnies would try and run and it didn't work. Um, one bunny got its final revenge, however, <laughs> instead of running for the hills, um, when it was about to be blown up, it ran straight for the pride and joy of one of the farmers, a brand new pickup truck. <laughs> uh-huh. The terrified animal cowered under the truck until the fuse ran out, taking the bunny's life, but also destroying the farmer's cherished new vehicle in a spectacular fireball. That's what you fucking get, peppermint schnapps. <laughs> I know. <laughs> God, your sawdust farts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're nothing left of a truck. Yeah. That's right. Mm, you know? I would say that, like, yeah, well, it would hurt for your new truck to be blown up. Also, don't blow up a bunch of innocent bunnies either. So, like, fuck you. Right, (laughs) exactly. You know, like, if you're going to, like, kill them humanely, fine. If they're pests and you, like, shoot them and they die, like, okay. But, like, why do you got to blow them up? You know, like, just... Right, 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 yeah. Anyway. Um... So, this one is the Hatchet House. Um, It says, the town of Portal, just outside of Papillon, (laughs) like the puppy, Mm -hmm. um, was once home to a quaint one-room schoolhouse on one side of a rather rickety wooden bridge. Known originally as Portal School, it would come to be called Hatchet House. Uh, Legend has it that the school teacher went crazy one day, decapitating all the students inside and placing their heads on their desks. Oh, my. Yeah. Wow. She then took all of their hearts to the bridge and threw them one by one into the water. 
Well, she was bitter. <laughs> she was having a bad day. She, she wow. was having a real bad day. Wow. Okay. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, it says locals uh, call it or called it Heartbeat Bridge because as you traveled across it, the shuddering boards sounded exactly like the beating hearts lurking in the water below. Oh, my God. The Portal School is a real building, which, because of frequent flooding, was relocated to Papillon, where it serves as a fun field trip destination. <laughs> Oh my God! Hey, class, we're gonna go visit the this place the that got relocated, where, but also where, had a lot of murders happening. A in bunch it. of like, children got murdered by their teachers. Come uh, see, children. Here's what happens if you don't listen. I know that's interesting. <laughs> you. Um, hmm. It says those who believe the legend still venture to the schoolhouse on dark nights to see if they can feel the presence of the mad school teacher and her ill-fated charges. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's like. Also, I have questions, because, like, how does she decapitate all of these students without them, like, somehow stopping her, or, like, maybe they're only like away? Yeah, you know, maybe they're like, only, like, three kids. You yeah, never know. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. It was... Still, I mean, that is a fair question. They didn't yeah. say when it was, but I'm guessing it was probably a long time ago, but... Yeah. That's bananas. Um, that's awful. Yeah. Ugh. Um, so the last one is how Weeping Water got its name. Uh, it says the tiny town of Weeping Water in Cass County. <laughs> oh, nice. C-A-S-S, by the way. Ah, oh, bullshit. Um, <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> it counts. Nope. That was the original spelling. Don't give a shit. <laughs> and I would just like to say that was the original spelling. They changed it for a while, but then they changed it back to the original spelling. So, like, I'm gonna go with C-A-S-S because also Cass butt. You can't spell cast butt without the A-S-S. <laughs> <laughs> I can spell it however the fuck I want to. <laughs> I mean, can, but it's not right. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know what? Misha did say it was one S. So I'm going to go with Misha. Yeah, so. but like, I don't know. So he said, from what I remember him saying, though, it was Castiel was one S because there's one S in Cass. Er, like, sorry, there's, it, Cass was with one S because there's only one S in Castiel. But, like, why would they spell it C-A-S-S for, like, years then? No idea. But I'm still going with one S. Because I'm stuck in my ways. That's right. And I'm fine with it. I'm also stuck in my ways. <laughs> because that was the first way that it was, and so that's how it's always gonna be. And even if they, like changed his name to that's like okay you know in our state we've got like the puyallup fair it's always going to be the puyallup fair Mm -hmm. now it's the washington state fair fuck that it's the puyallup fair and you cannot tell me anything different yeah i agree with that it's like the you know westfield mall or whatever no it's south center Mm -hmm. like yep no, you can't have it be this name for this long. No. Anyway. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, that's just kind of how I roll anyway, but that's fine. <laughs> um, even if they would have only done it the one time in one episode that he was first in, that would be how I would spell it. So mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, also, because I write his name so frequently. It's easier to write one S. <laughs> it's just me being lazy and taking that shortcut. But when I think the word cast in my head... There is inevitably just one S. I don't know. That's oh, just yeah, the way. No, it, that's the way it happens in my mind. My I mind. always think of two, yeah. except for if it's Castiel, then I think of one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. eh, whatever. Yeah, anyway, okay. um, Cass County. Okay, shares its name with the creek that runs through it. 
the rather poetic name stems from a sta- uh, from a tale of a <laughs> stale, <laughs> a tale of sadness. Um, a Native American legend tells of a war that broke out between two warring tribes. One had stolen a daughter from the other, and the only answer was to battle both for the life of the girl and the honor of the tribe. I'm sure she loved that idea. <laughs> I mean. Maybe. I can I mean, see it going maybe, either way, yeah. honestly. It depends on the person. <laughs> I guess you're right. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it says, three days later, all of the braves from both tribes lay dead. The women from both tribes cried so many tears that they formed a new body of water called the Weeping Waters. All of these stories um, have been, uh, other than the obvious fables like the Salt Witch, <laughs> have been researched by various interesting parties and are all found to be nothing more than urban or rural legends hmm. but that's not to say that you shouldn't repeat them every chance you get Ooh. who doesn't love a good story interesting okay huh but yeah wow so that's our research that's pretty cool some nebraska fun yeah i mean like i think we're in nebraska in the next episode too but like i don't remember us really being in nebraska before too much i mean it's probably happened but yeah like, i you know it's at not this like point, kentucky, i cannot you know, like, remember yeah not kentucky kansas i'm still stuck on the whole like middle earth kentucky caves thing yeah oh man <laughs> if you guys haven't listened to the outtakes that's i feel like some. i don't know if we're like you're welcome or i'm sorry <laughs> yeah. i mean maybe it's probably both. a bit of a i don't yeah. know but yeah. like yeah there, there's there's some weird shit it's fine it's um, fine <laughs> So, yeah, sacrifices. Yeah, there's that. Um, (laughs) What was (laughs) your idiot or aspect moment from this week? Okay, um, this was uh, this was actually a few months ago. um, But uh, okay, so I I had to go to a doctor appointment, uh, Mm -hmm. and this doctor was at the hospital. So I'm driving. I'm trying to find a parking spot. This hospital has lots and lots of like parking lots outside i try and stay away from like you know parking garages because i am a hazard and a nightmare in those like i am (laughs) no just no at least you know i guess i i i don't know what i'm doing i don't know which way i'm going i don't know how to get out i know i'm just not good in those i hate them yeah it's not all right so like if there's an outdoor parking lot that's what i'm doing right and Mm -hmm. this hospital has many of those so that's great okay so i am like looking for a parking spot i'm stopped i need to go left or right okay Mm -hmm. lots of cars mostly full okay so i look left nothing but again full so i need to like kind of inch forward to to keep looking right Mm -hmm. Nothing coming from the left. I look to the right. I'm still, you know, inch, stop, inch forward, stop. Mm -hmm. As I'm looking to the right, a car honks at me. I look to the left and there's now a car right there honking at me because I'm inching forward. I get the whole scenario. It looks like I'm about to go. Fine. Yeah, I don't know where to go. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just like, you know, that's fine. I'll stop inching forward so you can go past. Mm -hmm. Not a huge deal. I'm not offended. Yeah. Whatever. Like it is what it is. Yeah. (laughs) So this guy drives in front of me. Sure, I'm like, okay, yeah, hey, I see you. I've stopped. Yeah. He's screaming at me so loud that I can hear him. I can't hear what he's saying, but I can hear him screaming, and I can see the rage on his face and the eye contact we're making. Um, I can hear him through his closed windows and mine because it's raining. Ah, That's how loud he's screaming at me. And just, like, the rage on his face, I'm like, holy crap. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep inching bro. forward so that I can continue looking. Like, there's cars blocking the sides. Yeah, like, like I'm not just going to blindly see. go, yeah. you know, yeah, like, yeah. I don't, but okay, I mean, I can, I do see his point of view, but like, 
You need to scream at me but that also, loudly? Like, just because you're taking a little bit longer than what he would also, like. Also, there was no, that, like, like, almost collision at all. Like, yeah, there, not, that wasn't... Just, somebody was having I'm a freak sure. out, And you know? yeah, we're at a hospital. I can imagine that maybe you're there for a very stressful reason. But Still, also, though, don't be an really? asshole. Okay, like, so that happened. Just because you have... Let me just put this out there to, like, anybody who's listening, <laughs> I guess. Just because you have a bad day doesn't mean you get to act however you want to to other people. Mm-hmm. That is not their fault that you've had a bad day. And even if it is, that doesn't give you any right to be a dick. So Welcome then, to my TED Talk. Yeah. So then, <laughs> hours later, because I, I was doing that appointment while Killian was at school. I pick him up from school. We go to karate. Now we're driving home. It's many hours later, okay? Okay, so pulling into my neighborhood. Okay, Killian's in the back. Pulling mm-hmm. in. There's a car behind me waiting to pull in, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Pull into the neighborhood. And, like, how my neighborhood is is, like, you go in, and then you have to make an immediate right or left. Yeah, it's okay? like a big loop. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I live to the right, and then, like, you turn right, and then my house is very quickly on the left, okay? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So the way that is, like, there's a there's an awkward stop sign that nobody sees or uses just because of the way the neighborhood is and how the cars park in front of it. Like, you should fucking stop there. Not me on my way in, but people on their way out. But they never yeah. do. And yeah. So I always, like, pull into the neighborhood and slow way the fuck down because someone might be coming and I don't want to get hit and they're not going to stop at that stop sign. So I might as well just not endanger my son and slow down. Yeah, like, don't expect for them to do the thing that they're not going to do. I've I've never seen anyone do that, right? Yeah. So, okay. So so I'm I'm not, like, coming to a stop, but I am slowing down enough to look right and left before I turn. Yeah. So this car pulls in behind me. And, and yeah, I've slowed down. I imagine at that point they normally speed around a corner, right? Yeah. But okay, I turn right. You know, I slow down. I look. I'm good. I turn right. And then I have to slow down even more to turn into my driveway. Like, yeah. sorry, that's just where I live. It's like, right there, do yeah. you want me to speed? That ha- I know. Like, like, so right on my butt. So, like, I can tell that he's mad because yeah. of how, like, right on my butt he is. But, like, dude, I... I live here. This like, is literally my I'm house. I'm literally inconveniencing you by like 10 seconds, you know? Like, Pulling in my driveway. <laughs> I can hear him screaming at me. Yeah. Through our closed. So I got, I got screamed at <laughs> by two grown ass men. And I could hear them through our closed windows yeah. again. Like he is freaking out. Killing is like, whoa. <laughs> to make that worse, this guy lives in my neighborhood and now knows where I live. awesome i feel like also at that point like you know that he lives in the neighborhood and if you see him at any other point like he's probably gonna be the one that's like more embarrassed by that than you i don't know he was kind of a younger guy so i don't think he has that kind of self-awareness or like driver (laughs) etiquette awareness you know in which case i would also say that he probably does that to a lot of people and probably won't even remember that you're right but it was just like you, and was that like, that was a thing you know like yeah. <laughs> it's like why why does this happen to me twice today like <laughs> i i do get that first scenario how it looked like maybe i was gonna pull out in front of him and being like beep beep i'm here you know yeah not offended that's fine yeah, but you know like why are we freaking out but like yeah. the scream and you know to be fair maybe they were like i'm you know sealed up in my car i can scream and no one's gonna hear me yeah but guess what you're fucking loud. Mm-hmm. Like, anyway, uh, 
Yeah. I don't think... I yell at people a lot like that, but it's well, usually when I'm on the freeway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. sure, we've all been like, what the fuck was that? What are you, know, you like, doing? Yeah, it happens, but this was like, limit. this was like lengthy, not yeah. that, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just like, I don't know, like... Freaking out and blasting off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess you're in your car, you have the right to say whatever the fuck you want, but like, it was just like, really? Twice today? Like, like this has never happened ever? Like, all of a <laughs> and sudden, not just yeah. like twice, and it was like this old guy, and then this young guy, and I'm just like, uh... Yeah. So, anyway, it just... You just met two mm-hmm. ragey people that day. Yeah. That's really what it is. Guess what? It made me feel bad. And then I had to, like, do some explaining to Killian about why that guy was screaming at me. Yeah. You know? So I was just like, Ugh. I was like, I don't, I mean, I just turned in my driveway and made sure I didn't hit anybody. Like, yeah. My bad. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't be that big of a deal. Yeah. It was fine. just, yeah. yeah. I just, you know. Just don't, how about you just don't scream at people in a way that they can hear you, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, but when you get to that level of, like, here's the thing, too, is, like, I will say that there's been a few times that, like, I'll be screaming at somebody on the freeway and I'll be behind them and I'll, like, you know, because a lot of times I do the, like, what the hell (laughs) gestures, like, what are you doing, you know, like, and, like, I kind of hope that they see it, you know, like. (laughs) Right. I mean, you you genuinely thought that I I deserved that. Yeah. Which, mm. I mean. Usually, or I should say all the time when I freak out at people like that on the freeway, it's because they are doing something stupid. Like, hey, if there's no traffic, there's no reason for you to be going 45 on the freeway Mm -hmm. and blocking other people from getting around you. Like, there's no purpose. Like, hey, don't camp out in the fast lane going 50. You know, Mm -hmm. like, especially when... There's no way, like, people can't get around you, but there's also no traffic and there's no reason for you to be going that slow Mm -hmm. in that lane, you know? Or, like, there's this one exit. Oh, my gosh. Every single day I, like, blow a fuse a little bit trying to get to work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because there's this exit or entrance, I guess, onto the freeway that it's, like, two lanes that merge into one and then they merge onto the freeway. Okay. Even if there is nobody else in those two lanes to merge onto the freeway or on the freeway, people cannot figure out how to go the speed limit. Uh, It's baffling to me. Like, I don't understand. Like, okay, you see that there's cars going 60 and over in this lane going along their merry way. You can't pull up going, like, 40 and expect them to all stop around you, swerve around, try and, like... (sighs) you know, not have to slam on their brakes to get away from you and, like, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. and, like, 95%, I'm, like, not even exaggerating a little bit, like, 95% of the people using that entrance to the freeway, mm-hmm. like, cannot figure it out. And mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't get it. And it, <laughs> clearly, I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. even just, like, thinking about it right now. You know? mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I, I yell at people. Pretty much every day on my way to work because mm-hmm. I'm like, you stupid sons of bitches, go mm-hmm. the speed limit. It's not that hard. Put your foot on the pedal. You know, like, yeah. oh, my God. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah. I get the rage, but I don't under, I mean, like, if somebody hasn't done anything, like, mm-hmm. I don't understand that. But, yeah. And again, like, that first scenario, like. I could see how you thought that. Maybe 
maybe if you actually waited one second, you would see that that wasn't the case. But again, I'm not going to be offended if you're like, beep, I'm here. I mean, sure. Yeah. We all have to do that sometimes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That does not offend me. Yeah. I would rather you let me know that you're there just than hit you. You know, like, that's you. fine. Yeah, yeah. But just like, mm-hmm. just, I don't know. That second scenario made the first one worse for some yeah. reason, you know, <laughs> that I was just like. It's like, I could have gotten over with the one of them, yeah, but not both but of like, them. Yeah. You know, I have to slow down to turn into my driveway. I just like, do. Sorry, like, that's I'm just, not going to just speed in there and go through my garage, like, you know. Like, just, <laughs> I bet you slow down to turn into your driveway. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way to, to Maybe do they it don't. any differently. Like, there's just no way. Yeah. But, you know. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's fine. It's, it's all fine. A couple of stupid, ragey people yep. that just happened to both land on the same day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I just didn't love that, like, you're screaming and yelling at me and now you know where I live. You know? Yeah. Like, is anything going to happen? No, because you yeah. were clearly the asshole like a there. Teenager, you but, know, like, yeah. don't love that, you know? Yeah. But anyway, what yeah. was your original harassment moment? Uh, so, this was. So Maisie got spayed, right? Mm-hmm. I was kind of waiting for this one to see, like, how it all played out because I was like, there might be more to this story. I don't really know. So, hmm. Maisie got spayed, right? And when we had originally made the plans for Maisie to get spayed, which couldn't happen the original time because she just... Decided to go into heat right beforehand, which mm-hmm. you can't, I mean, you can get them spayed, but there's like a, it's more expensive and there's like a higher risk for them to like bleed out and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So we're like, okay, we'll wait. Anyways, so when we made the original plans, it was still for a Monday mm-hmm. and Travis was going to take off. So he was going to go, cause he goes into work super early. So he was going to like leave work by the time that I left for work because I don't go into work until like 11 or 12 most days. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> he was going to take off like a half day, two days. So he's really only taking off one day at work. Mm-hmm. So somebody could be home with her for the first at least four days. Right. Um, so that way she doesn't, you know, mutilate herself or, you know, yeah. whatever. Anyway. And you could so, keep track of her like pain meds and yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah. And so, you know, it was a whole nightmare because they didn't, they don't give you pain meds or sedation or anything like that anymore for those sorts of things because there's such a problem with people taking those um, that, like, oh, that's they really don't depressing. give them to you until your dog is in pain and then you have to call them and be like, hey, I do need these pain meds, you know? And that's the thing is, like, I kind of wonder, wow. like, how many people don't... They're just like, oh, it's a dog, it's fine, they'll be fine, and, like, don't get the pain meds that they should, you know, because uh, the doctors give it to them, and it's an yeah, extra step, you know, like, I don't know, no. whatever. Anyways, but... All of that <clears throat> upsets me. Yeah, it, it's just kind of like, okay, but, like, we told you we have a very, very active dog, like, at the very least, give us some sedation meds, right. if not pain meds, you right, know, like... yeah. She's not gonna stay still, she's gonna hurt herself. Yeah, like, so, yeah. within, like two days of all of this we've had to call the vet twice for both pain meds and sedation meds because mm-hmm. we're because they gave her like a pain shot that sedates her for like 24 hours but mm-hmm. like after that it wears off and you got nothing right? right um so anyway so there was that on top of it all but travis decided that he was just gonna go to work like normal 
when on you know the time when we actually did get her set up to get spayed and it was on a monday and like my bad thinking that like hey this is what we planned last time so this is what should be happening this time even though it's a different week you know like anyway so (laughs) he got a little stubborn about coming home from work and was like oh well i'll be home at you know 1 30 or 2 if i can Okay, I was like, so she's going to be by herself for two hours. Like, yeah, you can't, you know. And like, okay, it's fine. We've worked it all out. Was it frustrating at the time? Yes. Did anything horrible happen? No. Still. You know, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Okay. But so he gets home and she doesn't have her collar on or her cone on mm-hmm. because she's ripped it off. Right. Because she was in her cage by herself for two hours, all kind of still a little bit loopy and, like, you know, trying to, I'm sure, like, what's going on? This hurts or this is itchy or whatever sensation, you know? And so he gets home and, like, and way later than that, too. So not until close to three. Mm -hmm. Because he couldn't couldn't leave work, I guess. Okay, fine, whatever. But, like, (laughs) he comes home. She doesn't have a cone on. Doesn't really look at her from what I can tell because when I looked at her when I got home, she was kind of oozy on her cut, right? And I'm like, or on her incision. And so I was like, okay. But when I get home from work that night, she still doesn't have her collar on. He's been wandering around the house all day long. Oh, yeah, I'm watching her. Not watching her. (laughs) Because immediately within 10 minutes of me being home, I catch her trying to lick herself multiple times. Right. When I'm sure she's been doing that the whole time. And she's been doing that the whole time, I'm 100% sure. Yeah. And so, you know, it wasn't too bad, but the next day it was kind of red, still a little oozy. And I was like, you, like, I called the vet and I was like, here's the thing, like, you know, it's red and it's more red than it was and it's kind of oozy. So, like, I don't know if she needs to come in, if that's, like, normal for the stage because it's only been a couple days. Like, I, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I know wounds for people fairly well and I feel like they don't ooze like that unless there's an infection, but that's fine. You yeah, know, whatever. Right. Anyway, so he has to take her in because I can't because I have to work, right? And so he goes in and just is like, oh, okay, it's fine, whatever. So, okay, fine. It wasn't a big deal, like whatever. But, like, that whole thing just kind of pissed me off. And, like, am I a little bit extra crazy right now? 100%. No, that would piss anybody (laughs) off. Oh, no. Yes, but, like, you know, okay, fine. And so then, on top of it all, the internal stitches that they gave her apparently don't dissolve for, like, close to six months. So she still got those, and you can feel them under her skin. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. So, like, two weeks after all of this, she seems to be doing better and, like, not a big deal, and we kind of start running her a little bit again. But when you start rubbing her, there starts to... Or rubbing. When you start running her, there starts to be friction from the um, stitches rubbing on her skin, even Mm -hmm. though it's healed on the outside. Like, it's kind of, like, worn it down a little bit and opened it a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, great. And so she ends up with this, like, hard lump Mm. on there that's, like, getting bigger, you know, and I'm kind of like, okay, and it's starting to ooze a little bit, and I'm kind of like, did she, does she have a hernia because she's, like, been exercising even just a small amount, you know, like, I, I don't know what's going on. So we had to take her in again, and, like... Apparently, it was from the stitches that were rubbing and caused irritation, got infected, okay, fine, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure she was licking it on top of that, you know. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, it had been, like, three or four weeks, so she didn't need the cone anymore. She was healed up until, you know, that point. But, 
Anyway, so it was just a nightmare with that dog getting spayed, and I'm so glad that we don't have to do it again, because it was just, like, one thing after another, and then in the meanwhile, all the, you know, I I think I already talked about Hunter getting his, like, junk infection, because Mm -hmm. he's been digging in the yard and, you know, getting shoved stuff shoved up in there and it's like you know so like this whole time so we i literally went to the vet like four or five times in a month between these different animals and i'm like what the hell you guys come on you know like oh that's crazy but yeah and so she's fine now she got her antibiotics and all that sort of stuff and whatever you can still feel the stitches on there but we've been running her like normal now and it doesn't seem to be bothering anything so it's like okay you know right but still, it was just like this dog, literally one thing after another since we've had her, you know? Like, yeah. And it's fine. Like, we love her. We're not getting rid of her. There is no threat of that, you know? But it's right. just kind of one of those, like, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong with you, probably. And, like, all that being said, she's not that bad, but still, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just kind of like, Ugh, that sounds uh, so, you know? I don't know. Like, I. So. Just another, another reason why. I should not have pets <laughs> because that would have just been so much anxiety for me. There was a me. lot of idiots in this situation like <laughs> yeah. between the dog, between Travis, between me for not being clear. I mean, to be fair, part of it was on me. Like the whole like schedule situation was on me because I didn't talk about it at all. I just assumed that he was going to do the things that he said he was going to do before. But like, whatever, you know, that's... I just think anybody would assume that though. You would think so, but okay. like, you know, like... <laughs> Whatever, fine. So, like, I will take some of the credit for that. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's fine with me. Like, okay, I didn't communicate that at all. I just assumed that he was doing that. And then when he told me that he wasn't going to come home, I didn't sit there and argue with him about it because I was like, okay, well, this is what you've decided and you're clearly not going to do it. So, like, fine, but it's too late for me to take off work. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this goes okay, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, anyway, but, like, it was a whole thing, and it's fine now, no big deal, like, we've, <laughs> we've figured it out, everybody's fine, but, like, yeah. it was just kind of one of those, like, a two-week thing of just, like, checking the dog, like, constantly, like, oh, my God, is she worse, is she better, what's this, what's that, all that, you know, and, like, mm-hmm. I'm already kind of one of those, especially with those sorts of situations when I haven't been through that before because I've never had to spay an animal, especially a dog that's that hyper and that big, you know, like, yeah. I've never, you know, I've never dealt with it. So I was just kind of like, I don't know what to expect, and, like, I'm going to just assume that if there's redness, it's wrong. If there's mm-hmm. oozing, it's wrong. You know, like, if there's I mean, anything, that's pretty it's normal. wrong. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. like, <clears throat> I was being a little bit over the top with it for sure. <laughs> But, yeah. Anyway. I would have been way worse. 100%. I would have been at the vet way more. Not that it needed more. I don't mean that. I just mean, like, that's how I am, which is one of the reasons Eric is like... Well, but yes, you also would have had a cone on to begin with. Well, sure. So that probably wouldn't have happened. Uh, Even so... so, I mean, it probably would have even so, because that's just how I I am. But, yeah. So... But I get it. Yeah. That's the thing, too. It's like, this dog, complete idiot. You know, like, what are you... (laughs) Like, I'm going to destroy myself. Like, yeah. can you please not? You know, yeah. like, I, anyway. They don't, yeah, they don't get that. I, I oh, don't no. know that. Animals but, yeah. like to destroy themselves. And yeah. it just, it is what it is. Like, I swear, I, I should, like, own a vet company because at this point, like, it would be cheaper probably. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? That's the thing. Eric was like, you know, like, I, if I, Eric said, like, if I wasn't allergic to pets, like, I still couldn't afford all those vet bills that you would think they, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, and I'm like, yeah, that's the, fair. The, the type of pet that you need is, like, 
a goldfish or something where you expect it to die like every day, you know? I would and never. It's just a fish, you know? Like, I would never subject myself to that. Like, <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, I can't like, that's it. really the only like yeah. thing that I could see you maybe being able to do is like a goldfish that's like, you know. They, Listen, they they kill themselves all the I'm time. Not, you know? I'm not even willing to do to do the sea monkeys. What are sea monkeys? They're those little brine shrimp and oh. like that little. Nope, not even doing that. Can you, I've never even actually seen those. I don't know what the, they just like, look like I've little float, floating crumbs, basically. Like, <laughs> nope, the crumbs need to live. I that's like I think about doing that with Killian, and I'm just like filled with anxiety and dread about their <laughs> inevitable demise so no i'm not you just, no. just drop them off at our house every once in a while we can throw them out with the goats and you know Perfect. he'll get sick of being around animals after they headbutt him a few times yeah, right, right, right. Home and he's like i never want to be around an animal again. <laughs> like yeah. they bark they pee they poop it's just ridiculous mm-hmm. it's a lot of work i don't ever want to have an animal that's the thing oh that's what we'll do if he starts getting oh i'll do all the work send him over to my house be like fine you get to take care of all of my animals Mm-hmm. Two days. Huh? Yeah. No, he wouldn't. He would hate That's it. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, it would fix that problem really quick because it's like, yeah, like, you can't handle it for two days. How are you going to handle it for the whole lifespan of this animal? I know. I'm going to be totally real. I don't think I could handle it for two whole days. But that's, that's I mean, no. for me, it's an extreme case, too, because sure. there's so many. You know, yeah. it's not just, like, a dog yeah. or a cat or, mm-hmm. you know a goat or whatever it's like yeah let's take care of two dogs two or one cat two horses and two goats and see what happens like <sighs> nope <sighs> yeah no no thanks you're but amazing that's what i'm saying yep. it'll be an easy fix just send them over and we'll be like okay fine you want to be responsible be responsible here you go mm-hmm. and he's gonna be like i never want to do this again yeah i know okay, well there you go <laughs> <sighs> easy peasy yeah mm-hmm. okay we'll do it i'm down <laughs> <laughs> we can do it yep well, thank you for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. I don't know why I can't fucking say that. It's the name of our goddamn podcast. And I still, <laughs> five years into it, slur the, our, yeah, sorry. Okay, so please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. And email us your idget and assbutt moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you. Wow.